I'm future millionaire Albert now. I'm going to be rich. I can't wait. Here's what's really okay. So I just, I'm just getting a job starting tomorrow. And so I went in for an interview. Like I called him from Google. I like found him. It was nearby. I called and I was like, hey, you guys looking for a job? And he's like, text me. I'm on the job right now. And I told him what I have certifications. He's like, yeah, come on in. And I was so caught up in the idea of it being nine minute walk away from my house that like I went and I didn't ask him any questions about the job. He was just like, yeah, cool. This is the kind of stuff I'm looking for. And I answered his questions and he's like, cool, come by Monday. And then I told the lady that's been helping me find a job from my school. And she's like, cool, how much are you going to make? And I was like, ah, that's a, oh my God. I can't believe I- You didn't even ask how much you're going to make? No. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm such a fucking idiot, dude. So we'll, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. When you told me this happened, you're like, they told you like, yeah, most people like really fall off after a month of doing this. Well, it's probably because they don't pay them at all. They're like, this is a free job. Most people uh, can't do this job for free for more than a month. So they leave. That's from, so that was the job I've been interviewing for. That was like a fancy mm. job down in Park Slope that would have been, that started like really well paid, um, had like, the benefits were kind of shitty because it was all outsourced through a third party company, but like a lot of the stuff of the job was really good. The only thing about it was that it was about an hour and a half away in the morning. Is there an amount of money for this current job that you would have to like walk away from this and be like, I can't do this? Yeah, if they started me at 15, I'll, I'll probably go. What if they started you at 50? Wait, do you mean 15 an hour or $15,000 yeah. a year? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, like 15, 15 to 17 isn't unheard of for a trial period. But okay. after three months, if I don't hit 20, then I'll be looking for another one. And with the experience of this, like, and being able to do that, you kind of get like a, a bit of a bump. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I didn't know that part. That was, I was <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited for you. I'm glad you have a job. I just, yeah, but know. I'm a fucking idiot. I was just I like thought... so focused on not having to go far in the morning so I could sleep an extra hour that I completely spaced on the job stuff you should ask. Like, am I going to get health insurance? <laughs> Man. Uh, at worst though i'll have to like go and join a union on my own which won't be bad i'll pay some fees but i'll get like a good benefits package and stuff yeah no shouldn't you join a union no matter what isn't that like part of the whole thing? oh well it's like depends which one like if it some jobs you join one through them oh, and they okay. do like an all-around one um and he's also like wants to teach me more electrical stuff because i do know a little bit of electricity so i could yeah. like even end up being in an electrician's union Oh, so you have like a new dad now. So you yeah, have a, I have you, a new dad. His name's Javier, and I'm so excited for him to raise. You don't me. know how much he's gonna pay you, but you do know he's gonna raise you as his own, and yeah. that is important. That's great. I still feel like that. I still feel like I haven't. You know, I never had like a ceremony to celebrate adulthood. I think we've talked about this before. Of like, there's a power to being like, all right, you're an adult now, and having like an event to celebrate that. And I still sure. feel like. I still feel like a kid, even though I'm old, (laughs) Yeah, like elderly. And I'm like, I know 22 year olds who are like, have their shit together on a level that I'm nowhere near. Yeah, it is. I just had this weird thing of, I saw some comedian post on Twitter who he was, he posted his age and we were the same age. And I was like, oh, you've like lived a full life compared to me. I was like, how I can't, you have like a, a son, you have like all this stuff. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, 
I mean, I spent like $45 on a lift last night and I'm oh worried that God. it's going to set me back. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have a speaking of money stuff. I hung out with Max Fine yesterday. Huge mistake. Comedian, God friend bless of the him. Show, Max Fine. Yes. Comedian, friend of the enemy of the show. Enemy Max of the Fine. Show. Um, he is a, a ball of chaos. And everyone's yes. hit me up. It's like, let's get Korean barbecue. So we finally were like, all right, like, we're going to go get Korean barbecue. We found this cool spot in Chinatown. It's supposed to be really good. And it's kind of like an all you can eat thing. Um, and we were like, oh, cool. I love that. And we got all hyped up and it's like 30 bucks and you just stay there as long as you want to eat. And I'm like, cool. The, but there was, he didn't call for reservations. So there was like a two hour wait sure. and we went over, we hung out at a comedy thing. And then he like, he has like a very short attention span and then we'll ramp things up. So he's like, we should go sure. focus to chow. Which I don't know if you know that it is. It's like a what, is that a chain? Yeah, I didn't know that. There's like one, There's in, one in, in Minneapolis. Major city. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one Mercy here is at fucking like Murray Hill or like okay. just north of Times Square. So it takes like a huge price bump. So um, while you were waiting for this Korean barbecue buffet, Max was like, "You know what? Like like a Coke idea." He was like, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah. We're gonna go to Fogo de Chao, and then like maybe we can come back once our reservation is ready or something." <laughs> so it was more of like a pivot <laughs> like gotcha. we've got several hours we're hungry let's go do this and i'm just like all right i'll say yes to life and go do this and then just drop like half of this week's unemployment on a dinner yeah and i'm like it's my birthday this week and i am i was gonna get like a steak to dry age and now i'm like I, <laughs> not anymore <laughs> yeah i guess i had my birthday steak with now you're gonna get like a mcdouble and you're gonna have <laughs> yeah. to like split it and you're gonna be like all right this is oh. for pre-birthday and this is for post-birthday yeah. put a birthday? candle in one half um the second oh I think is like, shit oh i'm so busy that day i'm sorry um sorry right. i don't know if i'll do something that was I'm a like, joke i was oh. doing a bit <laughs> where it's just Man, I'm too gullible, man. Hurt in your life. Yeah, I'm just like, just oh, like, that's, that's cool. Right, that's it's cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. I've been stressed. I don't like my birthday anymore because I'm not like the last few years have been the first few years that I haven't gone up in life. You know, sure. For forever, it was just like every year gets better, baby. And now it's yeah. just like, whoa, okay, we slid back a bit. And well, I'm like, I don't need to mark that. This year, you got a job. I feel like you've been. uh You've been like making, taking care of yourself a priority. Is that true? Maybe a not. more, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. So I feel like you're doing shit. You know, you're doing great. Yogurt you and granola survived. for breakfast. The poops you get are pristine. Yogurt and what? Do you say granola? Oatmeal? Granola, yeah. Which is like harder yeah. oatmeal. It's like yeah. whoa. I learned about gut biomes and how they affect your mood. They're like actually really. I have a big uh, influence over your mood and like energy during the day. It's just like what kind of stuff you eat and what kind of biome you got going. And people will do like fecal transplants to improve that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with what you eat does affect your mood throughout the day. But after that, I want to hit something. The so fecal I, transplant thing seems crazy to me because it's like it would be wouldn't it be easier to just like eat better food rather than shove better poop up your butt? Sometimes you just want a nice, fresh new log put in there, you know? <laughs> It's like uh, taking a taking a burnt up log out of a fire or something. You're like, ah, this one's too wet. This one's not doing. We got to get a good log in yeah, there. Yeah, a my better log. So, <laughs> it's a campfire. I, I and you know, if you got the money for new fresh poop, put it in there. What do you? What am? Who am I to judge? When, you know, I'm out here. You know, I'm taking lifts. I'm fucking eating things. I shouldn't. Maybe I should be spending that money on poop instead. This started with you mentioning a what? A forty dollar lift uh yeah i was like 40. Which that's a juicy one yeah you, i don't really take lifts that much anymore so but it was like cross boroughs uh i went from bushwick back to astoria so 
yes, kind of, or went into a different borough. But it was just one of those things where I don't, so I don't do Uber anymore. I don't know. I don't have it on my phone because we were all like very self-righteous about like Uber is like shitty to people, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're goddamn right. I'm getting it off my phone. And then immediately Lyft was like, well, now everything is $500 more. Yeah. Than it used to be. God. And, and also we do treat our employees like shit too. So also. You're, not, <laughs> you're not better. You're just an idiot. And then, uh, but sometimes like last night, this weekend was a lot of deep hangs, a lot of long, deep hangs. All right. Like a dad's dick. Um, that felt like a good reference. That felt really? funny. <laughs> it's a long, deep, you know, when you see your, you see a dad dick. And it's like a big, big old one. And you're like, that's a long, deep hang right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've just been like out. Uh, I had some friends visiting from Minnesota. And, uh, you know, you want to like show them the world. You want to do all the things. So on um, Friday. Yeah, I think Friday or Saturday. What was last night? Yesterday or Saturday. So Friday. I did a show and then we we're like, I don't know, let's just, we can go somewhere. Well, sure. And then we were in Williamsburg. So this is a place that you will know. I don't know if our listeners will know this, but we went to the Graham. Do you remember the Graham? Yeah. Where comedy? Uh -huh. So this place is like a shithole dive bar, like everything. There is no, the, if you, if someone was like, what's the vibe of the place? You'd be like, I don't know, wet concrete. Like that's, <laughs> it, that's all. such a good description, especially that back room. That back that's room exactly... is like industrial storage area. I don't know. Right. And, and the service is like there. angry at you for wanting yes. to buy overpriced PBRs from them. I love that. Right. I truly so, love to hate it. I was like, we can just go here and drink and like, it's right here. That's not a big deal. We go in and they have completely changed who they are as a as a bar and restaurant. They have food oh. now, which I don't know that they had before. They have like lights, which was not a thing. Like you could see things inside. Things were blue. Is that good? Blue, blue was not a color. It wasn't no, even blue. it was a lot of red. It was like a it lot of turquoise. That's what that's oh. what it was when I just went in there last time. And I was like, who gave you the right to have a personality? Okay, it's, but we like posted up there, and then like. I've I spent more money there probably than I'd ever spent at that establishment since 2017 when oh I moved God. to New York. You know what I mean? And I've been there like a million times. And yeah. I think I've maybe like, spent ten dollars. What are you doing? Like fancy cocktails or are they like a I mean, we just so as a group me, I'm a big tequila soda guy. If I'm gonna <gasps> me drink, too. Just give me That's a little, drink of the me, summer. Let me suck down a little tequila soda, you know, get a little mm. lime cut of lime in there. Fucking let that go in my body to fix my gut biomes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like happy gut, happy butt. So that's me. And, the, you know, other people were getting other drinks. So then we got food and everything. And then, like, you get it. And it, there were nine of us. So it's like I once the person we were like ready to go, I was like, this is going to be a five hundred dollar bill. A hundred percent. There's no way that it's not. And then, like, that's exactly what it was, like, on the nose, with, like, with tip and stuff. And I was just like, well, uh, you know, friends are in town. That's what it is. And that's fine. And, like, I didn't not we just we split it as a group. But you, so that's like fifty five dollars per person there. And then we're like, let's go to a second location. Oh, Jesus. And then it's like, you know, we're, we're in the city and we're going to this bar that uh, we usually love. But. It's just weird. The bartender's weird. The guy at the front, there's a front door guy now because of uh, COVID. 
All right, stuff, I was so check the vaccine stuff. Right, and he is doing his job. He is doing his job in a way that no door guy has done their job since fucking door guys were invented. <laughs> Where it's like I mean? actively hurting their business. Like, like if he, yeah, if he let the wrong person in, it's like the owner said, I'm going to kill your son, okay? Like that's what's <laughs> going to happen. So you make sure that everybody is thoroughly checked. And it's for this space that's like, fucking like 15 feet long and like oh my not, God. it's not in that it's just a place we like it was the back patio wasn't open everything we liked about it was wrong and the bartender like was fucked up like he was either like one i just think he had ibs in general but two i think he was like i don't know either on coke or like fucked i don't know just fucked up somehow because he was just constantly not at the bar number one always overwhelmed and then always running to the bathroom okay and at one point uh my fiance was like hey uh i'll take like a whatever she's like i'll take like a miller light or whatever some beer she's ordering he's like looks around frantically and he's like uh i don't have any glasses left and we're like what <laughs> you don't have any glasses <laughs> that's so funny like we should sense. we should switch you should be the door guy yeah. and that door guy should be running this bar he's right like, he's working today <laughs> he like picked up this dirty glass and like tried to wash it and like give it to her she's like no what are you nuts <laughs> i'm not doing that and then we could also see it, rubs it with a napkin here you go we could also see glasses i don't know if he was like glass deficient i don't know what was oh going on with his vision, but we're like this is insane and it was just but we you know you spend a little money there too and then that that wasn't as bad the guy was so bad at his job that he like was not charging everyone properly for drinks so like i think we got off pretty easily but and the next night another deep hang went to uh old stanley's in okay right and then uh which is cash only so like you know you're taking yeah. some cash out and going whatever which is fine but then it's like well it's like three in the morning and it's an hour and 15 minutes train ride home to like we'll have to take at least two trains home and i was like we can't be doing that i just <laughs> i don't have it in me <laughs> like let's hey, just... you're an adult you're allowed to take a, a car ride home yeah it's like I think I have to be irresponsible now before, like, if, if I had, like, children or something and, yeah. I, and I had the weekend I had, I'd be like, all right, mm -hmm. maybe I should. Every one of those decisions is, like, actively taking from their future. Right. <laughs> like, well. And right now, who knows? I don't even know if my shit can swim like that. So kids might not even be a thing. Who knows? You know? Is like, that an actual my... question up in the air or are you just... Theorizing. I don't know. You never know until you get tested, right? Yeah, you that's fair. Test your swimmers. I didn't know if you had, like, a... If it, like, came up. Uh, you're just... You're just worrying... Uh, I'm not there's worrying. No evidence. There's no like I'm, evidence though. For my financial future, I'm like, it wouldn't be the worst thing if I had a tough time. With, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then I, I'll take a lift because I can't, you know, fertilize an egg. I think that's fair. I think that's a good trade-off. Yeah. Universe so, is balanced again. I think it's good. But you know, you're out with friends and you want to hang out and spend time and spend money and whatever. But then it's just like I was talking to you about this before. I'm like, oh, there were so many things I was supposed to do this weekend that I have not done yet. <laughs> and uh, that is an annoying thing where I'm just like, I want to go hard on the weekends because I feel like I'm going hard during the week, like with sh like comedy shows and day job stuff and writing a book and whatever. And now it's like, I'm so on the weekends, I finally get the like, everybody's working for the weekend yes. i get that i get that yeah, song. the I energy of the weekend bones. is like balances out yeah you got to make up for all the all the time you put in for the man now you right. got to put time in for yourself but that's why i was like oh i never got nightclubs and now i'm such i was sure. like oh i'm an idiot people are like oh we have two days to find someone to have sex with and right. we're gonna do it as hard as we can
<laughs> but what's tough is like I also work the weekends. It's like I'm not <laughs> so I can't like have a oh my god, it's the weekend mentality. Get on the boat. You know what I mean? Like I can't be yeah. that guy because it's like, oh, you have like spots. Oh, this is the time where you need to take you you didn't have time to do this, you know, Monday through Friday. So let's do this on Saturday afternoon. But instead, I'm like Oh my God, last night was crazy. I guess we better do it again. You know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> well, it sounds like a fun problem to have for now. Yeah, it's a it's a very, you know, it's a very uh, privileged thing to bitch about. But as I like stare at a half finished like project on my desk and like I see my work computer and I was like, oh, it's going to do some other work. And then like think about the emails I have to send out and whatever. I'm like, you know what? You don't deserve to have fun, you idiot. You have so much work to do. What is it? What are you doing? How dare you see your friends, you lazy piece of shit? Oh my god. I feel like we don't have to all have to be the rock. You know, you gotta give give yourself a little bit of a break. I just think our planet would be better if we all were the rock. You oh, know what I mean? sure. But it's so. a criminal level of expectation to put on people. And it would be easier if I was like, if any of it paid off and gave me like a modicum of success or fame you know what i mean mm -hmm. if there was literally a thread of like just dangled in front of me of like here you go you almost have the things that you want it's right here you just got to keep working hard i'd be like yeah okay i'll never drink again i will sleep two minutes a year and i will do push-ups every day until my arms fall off i don't care that's fine for that thing right here but the reality is it's like sometimes you'll work i feel like i can, I am a very hard worker, um, and, but like I also am a like when I am not working, I'm like, let me fucking chill, bro. Like, yeah, just let me I chill hard to work hard. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and oh. uh, that's I, maybe one of my bigger faults, too. We were talking you what yeah. you were just talking about, like how if you like work crazy during the week, you'll party crazy. Well, I'll go like, all right. So if I don't work hard this week, then I will do nothing. I would just right. I'll match every I'll match that energy down to the bottom. You're like, mm. do you ever feel yeah. like you're like alone in the world? <laughs> I hope not. You're <laughs> fiance. Yeah, it's just like how much can one person ever really know you? You know. Anyway, what were you gonna say? <laughs> um, do you ever feel like you're like waiting to live your life until you're successful? Until whatever. Yes. And you're like that. We can't keep doing that. There's got to be yeah. a balance of like actually enjoying and being in your life but then also not having yet achieved what you're hoping to achieve yeah it's very hard to comedy like conditions you to like put off that living until you've made it and then you can afford all these things and hang out with all these people or whatever God. but i think the pandemic was probably i think like right before the pandemic i was like really being like you know what no you gotta like make more time for these people like so many people in my life make time for me and like value me and i want to show them that same respect back because i do care about them and value them so i'm like oh i gotta make more time for these people and then the pandemic happened and then it like wasn't just lip service it was just like oh no i like love the people in my life and i need to make sure that i um it's important for me to like spend time with them and like talk to them or reach out or whatever even if it's just like you know nothing substantial it's just like hey Blah, 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 blah. Is your dick still weird? I miss you, buddy. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and getting those shit. once in a while, getting messages like that or getting like yeah. people just connecting for the sake of connecting is it feels so good. Right. It's so good. So that, I'd love giving it back. So that's why, like, when pals are in town, I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it because, like, I do care about these people. And, like, let's see what happens, you know? And then uh, it's just that, like, 
when I'm rolling out of bed on Sunday at like 1.30, I'm like, God, what have I done to myself? You know, <laughs> but that's fine. I'm okay. We'll all survive. I think you're doing all right. You're doing fine. You're getting lots of spots. That's nice. Well, that was August. We'll see what September is. I think it will be late because I haven't asked for anything and I forgot. Mm. Um, but I'm like really fun. struggling with the follow up. Well, people will be like, they'll give me a message that's like, yeah, let me figure this out. And then they get distracted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just, I've got to shake this thing of feeling like I'm burdening people by asking to do the thing I want to do. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's like not awful. real. If they don't, if they don't want to book you, they won't. If they want to, they will. It's not, it's part of the thing. If they're producing shows, they know people are going to ask to do the shows. Sometimes people are weird about shit, but those people are losers. So whatever, let them be weird and maybe you'll do their show. Maybe you won't, but like their little, them having a bad day doesn't affect you. It's like, there are so many people who, it's just so funny where people will get a show or something and they will think that gives that makes them literally everything is exact same between you two except that they now have a thing right they just have like the show they produce mm-hmm. and it's just like that doesn't make you better than anybody it just makes you more busy and honestly that sucks so like <laughs> if you if you're treating people differently because you're like oh i've got this weekly stand-up comedy show <laughs> and i will be respected oh. that's crazy and like don't let those people hurt your feelings or waste your time fuck them <laughs> the other way of like oh this person who i'm nice to but maybe don't love hanging out with now i'm just like waiting for the ask like like i put me and like people you know you're gonna say no to you're just like waiting for them to put you in that situation to do it and i don't know that's just like me being a coward and being bad at saying no to people that's also part of this like (laughs) oh if i say no to you then i will never get to do like your show i don't know the whole show thing is I feel like it's like a thing I ignored until too late. And I'm like, I don't sure. I'm like learning the skill as an elderly man with bad bones. <laughs> an elderly man. I think the key with that and with everything in life is balance. You know, I think you got to you've got an active mind. We we like to think you and I, we like to think things. We through do. We just, uh, you know, we're pragmatic people. And we, uh, <laughs> I love this, by the way. I do love what you're doing right now. You know exactly what I'm doing, which brings us to our hero today. Should we start the podcast? Let's start the podcast. Hit the music. Bing, 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 bong. I don't need to do music. There's a song. Not at all. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Burn Your Heroes, the greatest podcast in the universe. Each week, we find a hero from media, from history, people that are adored, traditionally loved, and we poke at them and we find out why they're not so great, why they're not as wonderful as we think they are. It turns out most people are usually gray. Some people we love are terrible. Some people we love are actually as cool as we think they are, Uh, but most of them are just gray, nuanced people. I am Albert Kirshner, amateur Buffalo, professional comedian. I do it for the cash, baby. And with me, as always, is uh, hip hop enthusiast slash backup dancer for Janet Jackson in the 80s. Benjamin William Katzner. That is not my real name. <laughs> Damn it. I'm wanting to know. He won't tell me his middle name and it's driving us apart. 
you will never know that but what people do and will know is that everything you said is true about this podcast it's such a beautiful podcast we have such is that a car horn yeah stop the recording is that a car horn i'm not doing check this. that out i'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's burn your heroes baby we're back okay we're gonna tell mm. you why people we love and you love kind of suck and then we're gonna talk about a lot of other shit all right just who I just, I think it's so important to let people know that we are definitely going to talk about <laughs> other shit. That's definitely a, a difference in me. If I had it my way, this podcast would start out with a theme and then I would just wander and then people would be like, what the fuck did I just listen to? Was that just a man unraveling? Sure. And I think if it wasn't for your like, hey, you guys have to know there's going to be a little wandering and then you're like sheep herding me back into like, all right, but we got to we are trying to do a thing here. It's just I just don't want to hear about it later. I don't want to like be at a you know, a fucking baby shower or something. I don't know why I'm at a baby shower. I'm a big baby shower guy. So if you have kids, <laughs> let me know. I'll I'll bring a What's I'll your go-to gift? Oh yeah. You bring a dip. Um, you gotta bring a gift. I bring a gift of uh I, I make uh homemade rattles for kids. So uh I actually uh treat the wood myself and like mold it into a, a rattle. It's pretty cool. Um, it's something that was passed down to me from my father and then his father before him. Oh, they also um, like to terrorize new parents with noisemakers. You know, I understand that, you know, a lot of parents, uh, it's a twofold gift. All right. So it's a rattle for the kid. And then it's a uh, noise canceling Bose headphones for the <laughs> adults. So it's fine. I got really into a phase of terrorizing my brother with getting his uh, daughter presents that were like, this is a My Little Pony microphone thing. Sure. And it, it makes noise, but it also tells her to make noise. Yeah. So there's a, a bunch of shrieking going on. And this is exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> <folks>. <laughs> okay. Who are we lighting a blaze today? Today, we are uh, discussing the one, the only, the pragmatic Captain Jean-Luc Picard oh, from Star Trek. French, wine-sucking, bald-ass goober. I... Yeah, that, that didn't fit all on his name tag, so there's <laughs> Captain Picard, but yeah, that's all in there. Um, uh, I just give a little bit of backstory. Part of my pandemic meltdown was, is to just dive hardcore into star trek i had watched some deep space nine as a kid after school and i had seen a bits of the next generation throughout the last year of my life but for some reason the pandemic something hit me and poisoned me in a weird way and i watched every episode of star trek except for the brand new season or discovery i think yeah. and the original which i still refuse to watch which is just fucking insane. It's, I don't know how you can be a fan of this franchise and not watch the thing that fucking kicked it all off. It's nope. like it's like you're you're a Star Wars fan, but you're like I don't oh, yeah. I don't like any of that. New Hope, oh boring. Get no, it the only here. good yeah. stuff is on Naboo. <laughs> Everything outside of that planet is useless to me. I have been playing a a very fun Star Wars game today, so now I'm like softening on that franchise. I'm like maybe it's okay that some stuff is just cool and isn't sciency. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about uh, ice cream. You know, I don't care that I don't know what's in it. Uh, I just want it in my body. I don't know. I was going to say something and I was like, I don't know. It's going to be sexual. I don't think I want to do that. Okay. Not there yet. Yeah, so you got to warm I up. ice cream. Oh, I should have said a horse tranquilizer or horse dewarmer or yeah. whatever people are. That's it. Yeah, that's how I feel about the COVID vaccine. Do people like, know what's in that? 
Because I feel like that's the big argument, right? It's like, I don't know what's in vaccines. I'm like, I don't know what's in horse medicine. Either. Right. That is that is the funny thing. They're like, well, I can read the box and it says that it's dioxytrimethylene <laughs> 4. And you're like, okay, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know, but it makes my eyes this on fire. Was, this was okay. made in a lab like 10 feet away from the other lab. This is all lab yeah. stuff. It's not like it's a thing we scooped out of the earth. Like, this will get the worms out of your horse. Pop Here's it in what a pill. I'll say. If we're ever, if you're ever as a human being in a position where you're ingesting something that has dewormer in the name, <laughs> you've made a, an error. You've even made a human mistake. dewormer, even. <laughs> yeah, that you probably drank some lake water you're not supposed to or something. Like, it just means you're in a bad place in life. It is not preventative. It is not a treatment. It is it is a uh, reactive it is you have worms in your system oh flush you out oh i'm glad i've been keeping this around and not taking it for other reasons right. i'm glad right. i still have some left <laughs> but yeah i our our, uh, our topic of the pod today probably wouldn't be a horse dewormer guy so no he put some faith in the sciences that's like a whole thing science. that i truly i always describe star trek and then you know my whole like perception of star trek is pretty much from tng is that like sure. it's like the next generation the you next have to generation, speak as people <laughs> uh i'm jay luke and the rest of the crew of tng <laughs> um is that it's like npr in space it's just so goddamn like hopeful when it comes yeah. to humanity it's like we've gotten rid of all of our problems everyone's an artist or a scientist or engineer and we're just furthering and exploring and meeting new stuff we love science but we respect religion <laughs> like, yeah this is, this is what like the writers were like this is what peak people would be so you really have no i think this is like we talked about this whenever we're like picking a topic it's always like oh what's your connection to this and whatever but like i guess i didn't so you, really your connection to most of this is like you'd been watching it throughout the pandemic right or you started yes. watching it. other than deep space nine that one i've like okay. watched a lot of as a kid and loved Okay. Um, and then it took me a while to get back into it because when I got like this new resurgence of Star Trek, I was like, Deep Space Nine isn't really, it's just like Earth stuff, kind yeah. of, you know, it's like too stationary. Okay. Like, the exploration I part, I was like, is my recent love of it. They're like, let's go meet new stuff. Yeah. This one is interesting because you, so for the major outside of Deep Space Nine, like a lot of this is newer to you, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. And then, uh, but you're like very passionate about it. Whereas me, I like grew up watching this. I remember like I've watched so many of the old Star Treks, like the Next Generation, the original. I remember watching the one with uh fucking oh my god, this doesn't matter. His name Scott doesn't Bacula? matter. Yeah, Scott Bakula. That's and, like, my second favorite yeah and it's good and it because it's like oh this is what it was like before the enterprise was or before the before right. starfleet was really starfleet <laughs> yeah they're like, like bad at it low they're tech like, <laughs> yeah you're right the, People. they haven't made like the prime directive and so like in the right. first episode they meet a new alien and they like break into his house and kill him they're like oh right. no like, <laughs> right really shitty at it i'm like it. Yeah, it's just like, oh, we got like velvet suits and people are still hot and we're not sure if we're going to transport, but it might not work. You know, oh, like, so, um, so. He's, a, he's a chef instead of a machine that makes food for him. Yeah. One thing I like about the Star Trek is they have like a very similar relationship to the military is like anime where it feels like, OK, we didn't join the military, but we love the idea of military academies and ranks. And we're going to put a lot of stuff about ranks into this. But sure. none of it feels like the actual military. It all feels like this 
an idea of what a military yeah. would be like oh we love the order of it and he's yeah, the boss and we have to respect that it's military industrial complex light like it's like <laughs> oh this this guy's not what is this, this is sweet what is this mm, military industrial complex oh, nice God. you know but it's light it. it's actually good for you right oh but nice. so so yeah you're fairly new to this but like i remember like staying up late and watching this with my dad my now estranged father and like all of these things where it's just like oh this this shit has been with me forever and i think i was i was probably a star trek over star wars person slightly i liked them but i liked them both but i was like Star Trek is a little less corny than Star Wars because Star Wars was like space opera and I really couldn't get over like the Luke and Leia thing kissing. I'm like, an adult man wrote this and we're just okay with this. This doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't it be cool um, if you kissed a lady and she happened to be your sister? Right. I don't know. And they're like, I but, have to be, create a whole world around that so people don't know that that's what I'm really thinking about. As a writer and a director, you have so much planned out. There's like, <laughs> and you're, one of your big plot points was going to be these guys are gonna kiss and their brother and sister and everyone was like bet let's put it on film I'm like once it's on wax we can't get rid of this so this is perfect <laughs> the drawing board he started writing the series on it's like all right brother sister kiss it's in space <laughs> yes it's in the like it all goes out scrolling like, credits <laughs> yeah. everything else is everything that makes it iconic is built around that one thing yeah. but yeah star trek is like the exact opposite where it was like everything was is so planned and like it's a very dry but fun it's exciting but like like they're they're doing I, my big thing with like sci-fi is like take me there take me to new worlds take me to show me mm -hmm. like aliens or whatever you're doing i want to go there it yeah. should be weird it's space it should be weird we don't we think we know a lot about space but we have no idea it's like we the real no world idea. but with the fucking galaxy right <laughs> so take us there and uh star trek is a play is one that would like take you there a lot of times so and i like I, the, I love that like they show a lot of aliens right and yeah. most of them are just like humans with some shit on their face yeah but they also do show like conceptual aliens which i like because that's what i'm always thinking of right it's like uh, but maybe a bunch of aliens we meet in real life are gonna be like critters and beings yeah. but i was like the idea it's like some sort of entity from another uni like universe yeah. or like different dimensions, something yeah. that are like more conceptual and they do fuck with that a little bit. And I like that. Yeah. I always think it would be great. I think maybe like green lantern probably does maybe not the movie, but like the actual comic book does a great job of being like, Oh yeah, everything. There are sentient beings out there that are not like, they look terrifying. Like you, like, I, I think it's funny as a human being to be like, if you see an alien and it's, like it's so funny that we're like oh they're probably humanoid yeah it's like yeah. oh you think the thing that you know was evolved on a planet where the gravity is 400 times what ours is there's no water they can only like they survive on like methane gas and like sulfur you think that thing is gonna look like you but it just doesn't have glasses or like yeah. has an extra nostril like and it's so like... conceited to think that that's like a, how that would look even if it's evolutionary, like from a similar place as we did, where it's right. like an environment maybe we could survive off, the amount of variables in our evolutionary line that led us to look anything like this, it'd be batshit insane for any of those to like be replicated, right? Right. It could, there just could be like giant telepathic elephants that also eat grass and stuff. But because of shows like Star Trek, we learned 
Aliens are no. just like us. Yeah. Okay? Sometimes, sometimes they're really sometimes ugly. They're sometimes they're exactly like us, but with like a little ridge on their nose. Right. Sometimes they're gray. That's it. They're just straight right. up gray, but they're like still speaking English. Yeah, they all do. <laughs> that is the one thing. They all do speak English. Uh, I think there's something with like translators. Yeah, there's a universal translator. So they're like all pretending like they're not. And it's just all translated conveniently for us, which is like, right. yeah, sure. Write it in. You got to justify stuff, I guess. But more specifically, so Picard to you, like, what do you love about this character? Because this is one, I mean, we've talked, I feel like it's been brought up and it, and I am putting a moratorium after this podcast, we will never mention him again. This has been brought up a lot. This is one I think you've been like, we got to do this guy. And I'm like, all right. I think the values that I like in the show, the values that like Starfleet has with, with the prime directive and their way of interacting with other species. I think he's the character that represents them the best. Okay. Are you you kicking your spit no. bucket around? Did you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wasn't sure you could hear that. That was an ice cube falling in my uh the water I'm drinking. But it's like no, every time you say values, I hit a gong. I'm like, bong, here we go. Here we go. Albert values. values rant again. Perfect. Uh yeah. So he he exemplifies the Starfleet uh because they're like we're explorers not a combat ship it comes up a lot we're like about half the aliens they meet have better weapons than they do and they're like they're just the opposite of klingons who are like angry and violent and want to like they're all like hey if you show weakness we kill you and replace you that kind of thing and they're like we're learning and meeting and trying to foster cultures and he's there's a lot of situations that he's put in where he it would be obvious and people even on his bridge are like we gotta attack right this is a violent situation where he will like work really hard and even put his own people in danger and take big risks to do like the diplomatic thing and that's like part of a part of this world i thought i would hope it would be like a little stronger is like trying to go for diplomatic solutions that are more difficult and more tedious and more fragile but also more rewarding and he represents that in a cool way that i love he's like the guy in a bar fight who it's two strangers fighting. He's like, hey, guys, guys, we don't need to do this. Come on. And then, like, his glasses get broke. But he's like, it's fine. It's fine. I understand. <laughs> Tensions were high. Emotions were fine. You know, high. He buys both like, of them around. And then right, suddenly right, they're right. all singing together. And right. you're like, how the hell did we get there? They right. were about to murder each other. And then they rob him on the way out. Yeah. They, like, steal his <laughs> wallet or, like, rack up a bunch of drinks on his bill. And he's like, it's, you know, it's all for diplomacy. It's totally fine. This keeps happening. Just don't tell Karen. Don't tell my yeah. wife. Uh, told you me I need to it. stop going out. You don't see that scene of him at home be like, I'm a fucking idiot. Right. God damn it. I just want to go and get fucking laid and I don't know what to do. Why am I breaking up fights? I just want to get my dick tugged. Um, that's aggressive. So, I don't know why I went there. <laughs> specifically tugged. Anyway. so you Because I established that he was married and then I was like, yeah, well, yeah, he's yeah. Cheating. He's cheating. <laughs> okay. So he's not like the best of conflict. Re- not every conflict resolution. But that is Starfleet. Starfleet is not the best. They make shitty decisions sometimes yeah he's actively having to like go against starfleet because they're they're like still pretty shitty they haven't transcended all these human problems they thought you know they give data who's a cyborg guy all of these awards for being an incredible starfleet officer he's the most highly decorated officer in all of starfleet history and they're like still like hey we want to use you to like learn how to make another robot so we're gonna like take away your personhood they're like right. very quick to do that and he has to be like okay but remember how he's kind of a guy <laughs> can we not right. do that yeah there's there's a lot of that struggle of like all the human things of like 
racism and like othering and all this shit still trickle it's still human being so it trickles its way into space but picard yeah. is the one is like a guy who like never succumbs to that i feel like to from what i remember yeah i just that is a thing because that is like they constantly bring that up to like we've actually passed racism and yet Earth, so and it's like okay but maybe between humans but between right. uh, humans and people who look a lot like humans it seems like right. it comes back real quick i don't like him he's got a ridge on his nose I'm like, hey whoa glenn where did that come from there's buddy? always like episodes addressing like terrorism and as soon yeah. as that happens everyone just becomes a real othery they're like sure. these fuckers are violent they're lesser than us they're animal people yeah but I feel like he's also got like a good crew around him. Like I feel like that's that that start the enterprise itself has uh, got a lot of people where like he like trusts them and he like delegates in a way where he's like, look, I'm not saying I know everything or I don't I don't know I can't always be there for everything. He's like a good parent where he's like, hey, I trust yeah. my my kids to like go and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. He knows the value of the people he works with. He actively chose some of them, except for Riker. He's wrong about that. His first command is a doofus who is <laughs> just a just a bumbling sex pervert who needs to be thrown out of a locker into space. Well I think some okay. Well <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's got a good beard, I guess. I don't know. He has a what terrible he? beard. He, has, like, he does Rims. that thing where he like he trims it really high and then really low, so it's like sure. slightly thicker than a chin strap, and but it has like a real you sure. to it. Anytime I trim my beard too low, I panic for months until growth or like a week. It is the talk back. of the town. I'm like, oh my god, did you see? It? You know how people talk about if the water's the tide is like high or like low or whatever, <laughs> yeah. like. You see the water levels this year? That's what we do about your beard. Like, oh, oh my god, god. you see Albert's beard <laughs> levels? It's I think we're gonna go through a drought. I think we're gonna Yeah, we're, we're really ruining fucked. this planet. Do you see how little hair he has on his cheeks? <laughs> it's the same thing. Um yeah, Riker, I don't know. I guess he, he he actually embodies more of like the Captain Kirk isms of like Star so. Trek uh life where like he is really he's slanging around that dong the same way he's slanging around his taser like he is really just getting after it and just going head first into shit whether it's violence or alien punan you know he's just really out here and i love that but he's still like really possessive of like he has this thing with deanna troy right where they can't be together because they're serving on the same ship and they have to like respect you know i guess the rules of that but then like she gets like pregnant by an alien and she's like i'm gonna keep it and he's like you gotta abort it and you're like well you're not involved say, in this yeah he's saying those words he's, he's like he's, he's like jumping into decisions about her life that he has technically no claim to picard comes in well it's actually her body her choice <laughs> like, oh, yeah shit. all right damn yeah um, Scott Bakula has a cool, has a cool, some cool like supporting female characters in his on his crew in in neat ways. There's They're like very hot. I do remember that. It is it is a weird right because okay the original everyone has to wear short skirts and in yeah. the beginning of the next generation everyone still has to wear short skirts but then they like phase it out. Yeah. First it's with Deanna Troy like she starts wearing pants after like a few episodes because right. I guess people are like hey can we like not look up her dress the entire time we're watching the show and people are like all right give her some pants I guess. To be fair I was not one of those people <laughs> yeah. I was like why would we ever stop. I'm sorry what were we talking about There's, everyone right. keeps talking. <laughs> But yeah, then you start seeing the background characters slowly start switching to like, oh, what if we all wore the same uniform instead of just like still being like hot ladies? Sure. Yeah, they're very progressive about uniforms. I still haven't seen anybody with dreads. You know, dreads aren't allowed on that. You know what I mean? You can't have braids. You can't. 
You can't any black hair is illegal on the on the Star Trek Enterprise, but and everything jewelry. else is fine. Great. Majoran jewelry is illegal. Right. No headphones. Uh, there's just uh, a lot going on there. But uh, so the one thing I think uh, I do actually like about Picard, um, I'll say this before we get into the things that make him a burnable hero. Um, I do think he does. He is like pragmatic. He does ask. But he is like looking at things at all angles. He's asking a lot of questions. He's he's searching, like you said, for the diplomatic route. And he's really like, I a thing a knock on him to me is that I think he is boring. But I do think yeah, the boringness comes out of this like need to like really like analyze situations and like be a person who doesn't jump head. He's the antithesis of every other Starfleet captain where like he's mm-hmm. not just jumping into stuff. He's like really thinking about it. I'll yeah. say that to his credit. I will say that. <laughs> That's like a, it's like fun that he picks Riker as a second guy. Cause Riker is a lot like the other captains who are just like, let's freaking go for it. And there's situations where it's like Picard gets zapped off the bridge and the other captain they're talking to gets zapped off the bridge. And then they have to go like, they can't communicate with these aliens. So these two captains are together on the planet and they have to go through a trial and instead of like thinking about like oh these two captains are together so it's probably a thing uh riker's just like oh my god attack them and teleport him back he like tries to resolve it in like a very like insta reflexive way sure. and it's like you doofus you're making this worse and it does end up getting the other captain killed and it's just this whole like well good thing picard is like the boring thinker one and there's something right. about like i love my sci-fi to be almost unwatchably boring <laughs> yeah that's where we like that's where we <laughs> differentiate because i can't i just i'm like what do we do like the reality is it would be very boring like i am a person who's like if i could see the stars someday i'd absolutely would like beat me up to fucking uranus i don't give a shit uh whatever but like it would be unbearably boring to be on a like on a spaceship like there's so much math involved. Uh-huh. Like, we Even never... like now, astronauts. Yeah, they're all like really scientists and that. engineers. They're yeah. just like, yeah, I do homework up in space. That's right. all. That's all we do is we do little experiments and labs, and that's what being an astronaut is. It's mostly all the worst parts of school. And the difference is like, if I fuck up here on like a calculation, I'm gonna get sucked through a little <laughs> hole in the ship. And I'm going to be turned into a hardened space paste. And that's what happens to me. And I'm going to die a painful. I'll get sucked through a hole. All my skin will stay on the ship. But all of my bones and the meat of me will be in space as goo. And then if you were outside of the ship, you would see like a little pink fart. Right. And you're like, is that that Ben Paste? No, it can't be. And then someone inside just has your bag like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) can we fill this, please? So that's what real space. So it, yes, I. There are a lot of people like you. I think. I think. It, I think it would be kind of references like hard sci-fi, where like all the details are really important, and like I want to know all this stuff, whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know, warp speed, space jump, binary suns. I don't give a shit. Just make it look cool and let me see some shit. Like have that's you, what I want. Have you watched The Expanse at all? Yes, that's actually, probably my favorite sci-fi show of all time. That show is very good, and um, I think they do a good job of like not ignoring the sciencey stuff or like the knowledge stuff, but also yeah. everything is very cool. That show probably has the best depiction of like what would actually happen if human beings traversed space because Yo. it's like 
uh, they have like the belters, like people who are on the yeah. asteroid belt, and they have like Marsh, like people who are on Mars are Martians, whatever. Yeah. We haven't solved but, racism. Like, we have space. Not racism. at all. They like <laughs> yeah. they literally expanded racism. Like it's just mm-hmm. like oh, the people on Earth are like they they treat them like backwater country hicks. Like you guys are fucking still here. And then the people on Mars like will never set foot on Earth because they were born on Mars and all this shit. And then they have it's and then they have the weird accents of like the belt. Oh, I love it. It's great. It's so good. And then there's other weird shit that happens, which is also great. But the pacing um, is really cool. The way like yeah. alien stuff comes in very slowly. They give you time to like enjoy the world they built before they like add all this crazy shit to it. And I celebrate yeah, that. It's the complete opposite of Star Trek. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to I'll say this here. So uh, I know you love this. I know you love this show. I know you love Picard. Burn this down, baby. is boring as hell. And it is <laughs> unbelievable how many episodes are just like him. Like how much how much screen time is just him noodling over like a chess move? Just being like, oh, not here. Ooh, <laughs> OK, bah! you know, and it's just like <laughs> this is not what I want. You spent millions of dollars on the show let blow a hole through something i'm Mm -hmm. what am i watching right now even they're like anytime they get into a situation where combat is involved they suck at it and they're like hiding in the corner like what's a sciencey way out of this huh Ooh, we could shut down the engines of the other ship using this science beam and then we've got the science back and they're just like you're just still doing homework now yeah also very like aristocratic and bougie so even like when he's having fun he's like yeah i watch data play the cello that's what i do for fun you're like oh that is like a good that's that's exactly what i hate about the show it feels so like it's like if they uh, this is a very new york reference but like it's it's like if they put the upper west side on a ship does that make sense yeah and it's like what do you like to do for fun well i i'm going to a wine tasting tonight Mm -hmm. and then uh Perhaps we'll take a stroll through the park on the hollow deck yeah. or whatever. I'm like, what? It's the Met and crazy. only the Met. That's it. Yes. That's what you have for fun. And you're like, oh, what does everybody else do? They they drink because there's nothing fun for them to do. Right. Like, I get the idea of, like, humanity is civilized, so they like more civilized, quote unquote, things. But I'm like, no, I'm watching. I don't want to watch what would actually happen. I want to watch something that's entertaining. And I feel like <laughs> hard is the is the funnel where all the boringness gets poured through. So he has a, you know, they have the holodeck and that's this weird thing about all the Star Treks that kind of, that always sticks out to me is that like, they openly talk about how it's just like, it's a porn machine and most of like half the ship is addicted to holodeck porn. And they're all like winking at each other. But Card uses it like twice ever and it's to ride a horse. And he spends like 20 minutes setting up horse gear and brushing his horse. And then he's like, oh, I have to go back to work. Uh, maybe i'll ride it later it's just like uh, your hero your captain is yeah. a fucking horse girl bro yeah like, that's is. crazy he's a I freaking just, school nerd suck up horse girl i can't get over how boring he is like captain <laughs> kirk in the original literally it's like episode one he's like grabbing a alien by the waist jamming his tongue down its throat shooting one of the enemies and like i don't know like killing a foreign plant or something with his foot like he's doing every possible oh he's got like a martini in his hand you know he's like really just going for it he's like oh i'm a fucking spaceship captain and picard's like well i'm a spaceship captain so i guess i should read books and yeah like, oh, read books right about but it's other boring. spaceship captains oh. 
Yeah, that's that's my big thing with him. What do you, what what are your thoughts? Why so do, I see someone who is burnable. Um, his he has this insane relationship with children where he hates children. He actively okay. okay. <laughs> I I now, didn't mean that. That is like you heard. That. I know what you're gonna say, but like I want someone to walk in the room with that. He's got this crazy weird relationship with kids, <laughs> and they're like, "Weird how?" <laughs> he like detests them and is actively, vocally disgusted by them anytime he has to interact with them. And so his whole thing, right? He controls the bridge, and no one can go on the bridge that he doesn't want to be on the bridge. And if a child ever gets on there, he loses his goddamn mind. And one of the early uh, big characters is Wesley Crusher, who is the daughter of the doctor. What's her name? The Doctor Crusher, who like her ex husband served with Picard and died, and he was Picard was the one who told her and the the son that like his dad is dead, right? So he has a relationship with this kid. And so that kid goes onto the ship and then there's an early scene where he goes onto the bridge and he's like, why is there a child on my bridge? <laughs> and he's like actively mean. This kid ends up being very, very smart and he's like incredibly helpful and he's like brilliant. And there's a scene very quickly where he's like, aliens are doing something and he's like we figured out what was happening and he's trying to speak up and <laughs> picard's like i don't know what's shut the hell up wesley i don't know what's <laughs> going on here <laughs> and it's like dude it's like five seasons and anytime a child is near him he gets like very angry and he's like not really that like the only time he gets that angry is whenever an alien takes control of his ship and is like killing people that on the ship and those sure. are the only two things that'll make him angry is just being near a child or like his crew members being in danger and it takes like him being locked in an elevator with three kids for like 12 hours before he's like all right kids are fine i in his defense if i had a random kid in the driver's seat when i was trying to drive a car or something i would be annoyed as hell so i will say like, i do get that think of like an airline pilot like in my head it's like Even oh worse. hey let me show you how a plane is flown i'm going to nurture the the future of you know aviation interests and instead of like ah what is this filthy little child here get out of here Skittle. i just there are rules in place for a reason <laughs> yes. and also he's seen you know the earth is overpopulated you're already expanding out to space and they're like we don't we have limited resources on this goddamn ship why do we have a child here all right this little fucking <laughs> This little, uh, what's, I can't think of what the food processor thing is called, but I'm like, he's sucking up their resources, you know, <laughs> fucking Donald's not going to get to eat because replicator. this little hungry bitch, the replicate replicator, like we can't use, oh, great. We lot, we're using more replicator energy because this little kid wants a fucking fruit roll up. Like I do <laughs> understand that energy. I think it's more that he, my theory, there's nowhere. Starship is no this. place for a child. <laughs> yeah. You keep saying that you're like, okay, so what? We just live in space for 40 years and just, you're like, he's decided to be alone and in space forever. Right. He's like, I won't have right. a wife. I won't have a family. And I'm mad at anyone who does. <laughs> like, I think he like he sees a child and he sees everything he's given up for his career and he gets part of him is resentful. Is he straight on the show or is he like is that like yeah. a thing? Yeah, yeah. Because he does end up having life. a thing with a lady who's like a big art thief. Oh, wow, God, yeah. that sounds fucking boring as hell. That's so crazy. Uh, an art thief. That's it's like fucking 
2586 and they're worried about art fees that's insane oh no he like um, finally takes a vacation on the sex planet that everyone will stop talking about and like, like oh, Mike i guess is, i'm like, gonna go get my dick sucked <laughs> you know there's like an artifact you get there and that lets all the people there that uh, know that you want to fuck and riker's like hey uh bring me back one of these artifacts because he's like setting them yeah. up for it and picard's whole first two days there is just trying to read a book and getting furious at women for talking to him like leave me alone i just try to read my book i feel like there's subtle hints there i feel like there are subtle hints that you know maybe it's not he's maybe if the right gentleman caller came to him he he would put the book down he'd put his bookmark <laughs> in if you know what i'm talking about i guess it uh, wasn't that ferengi that's the only <laughs> other person that bothered him is a freaking ferengi I, I can't picture what this what that species looks like but it's big ears it's such a funny They're... like if you don't know star trek lingo you're like is that a slur like what you <laughs> yeah <just> ferengi feels... <laughs> and like half the times it's brought up in a show it's brought up like as a slur like ugh, ferengi again sure. oh we don't have to deal with ferengi <laughs> what else uh what else do you think about him what else um this is like not maybe as big of a deal but like he loads being in i hate when people do something that they hate right so he hates being interrupted he like really he will call you out for interrupting it and he has he will not hesitate for a second to stomp all over he'll ask people a question they'll get two words and he'll go i got no time and then he'll just go on like he'll stomp all over what people are saying to him constantly but sure. like if you do it to him he will lose his mind at you and right. i just think that's like a ludicrous way to be yeah i mean i have to deal with it on this podcast all the time i just can't <laughs> put, no i'm just kidding <laughs> That was a thing. As soon as you told me you were going to say that, I was like, I am going to say this yeah. joke during this podcast at a certain time. Um, yeah, I, that's just uh, that's some like rich people shit where it's just like, oh, have a little mm -hmm. respect. And then it's like they walk all over people they think make less money than them and treat them yeah. like shit. He's just like a rich guy in space. And that bothers me. That should bother everybody. He's never had, you look at his, his fingernails have never been dirty from fucking working on a goddamn starship. All right. His family, mm -hmm. who knows what his family, his family oh, is like librarian in France. And that's like, that's probably the, uh, there's a Picard, there's a new show. And I feel like there's a vineyard aspect. And I think really? that's part of it. And it's like, okay, so this is the guy we're fucking glorifying is really just like, a uh, legacy rich kid from France or whatever. And he's my, oh, I don't, I like a little salt of the earth in my captain. I gotta, I gotta, I wanna know that, that somebody could fucking kill someone with their bare hands and like, they feel it, but they can drink that pain away. You know what I mean? That's what I need from. He's like a guy who's like, oh, you're for sure gonna be president. And sure. you're, and like the, the reason everyone loves him is like, I, you don't seem like you're gonna be a bad one right it's like you're you're there because of your lot in life but at least you're not a shitty rich kid you're just a boring rich kid and sometimes a shitty rich kid yeah it's just like i deal enough with boring rich kids in comedy i don't need it in my sci-fi adventures you know <laughs> what i mean i just feel like i've i've earned more than that um and then my my third thing for him is so deanna troy is like is the ship counselor and she's a half betazoid, which means she can read people's emotions, but not specific thoughts. And he does not hesitate to wield her at every situation possible. If you meet him, he's going to have her by to feel you out. And I sure. feel like that's like a, a weird invasion of privacy to like 
to use that so readily. I feel like he's like weaponizing that. And if she was full Betazoid, he would just as much like, hey, what was he thinking? Huh? What was in his head? You tell me. He like does not respect the privacy of other people's heads. Sure. Yeah, that's a that's one where it's like, yes, you are actively wrong, but I'm like, if I'm in that same position, I'm doing the same shit. I'm like, what are they thinking about me? Do they think I look weird? Do they think my <laughs> are they making fun of me? Like, what's going on? The idea on? of I'm him like, being neurotic is so funny. Like, <laughs> hey, do they like me? <laughs> he like doesn't even use her for the diplomatic missions, just for social interactions. I just want to know. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I want to like, oh, this alien species is meeting us for the first time. I need my telepath here to let me know if they think i smell weird you know what i mean like I, that's important to me so i'm with him on that in that sense but it is a huge invasion of privacy and but and no. she's like dude she there's an episode where she loses being a telepath and she like goes off on everyone like you have no idea what it's like everyone's like trying to help her like it's okay you can be just a regular therapist and she's like no i can't you have no idea what it's like to lose this ability and you're like after that everyone's just fine with her and i was like i right i don't know how anyone would ever respect her ever again after right that. like i don't know people have been doing this for fucking generations centuries yeah. at this point really and you can't do it because you can't read their Ugh. thoughts maybe you shouldn't be a fucking like, therapist oh, i'm like one of you people now and you're like, all right i guess i'll fuck me then for trying to help you <laughs> like no you're a little bit more annoying than us yeah, Troy. actually so just so you know uh we don't love you that's like a uh, thing right where like his crew members will have these huge flaws that he doesn't and so i guess that's kind of cool like we were saying he he like kind of hangs out with that art thief lady twice because he like will not hook up with anyone on the ship like he's got this crazy <laughs> position of power and to respect that he will not ever be horny on the enterprise whereas like other people work for him kind of are a little more loosey-goosey about that so there is we have no confirmation that he he might still be a virgin is that possible <laughs> i think so no There's i think he no does children. have sex i think he does have sex it is very heavily implied that he maybe they just made out naked oh my god him just like cupping someone's chin and being like i love this is just i bet he talks a lot i bet he says a lot yes. of poetry in the middle of it and people are like okay yes. but are you gonna finish eating me out or you're just gonna keep talking right stop describing my no. aura my essence he's actually a guy he he's one of those guys who can just beautifully describe the person he's laying in bed with but then what what you just said was like are you gonna it's not yeah. are you gonna finish eating me out it's will you, you go stop. down on me he's like oh no that's grody i don't like that like he stops he's like oh i yeah. never and you're like i don't think you like this do you know my family owns a vineyard right <laughs> okay what <laughs> why don't you hop on top lassie um i don't think he would say lassie but that's yeah i he does that's actually one of the things i'm thinking about him of like I don't know off the top, like we can talk about these other characters and I like kind of know what their flaws are. Okay. Like uh, Deanna Troy, like, like you said, kind of, I don't know, emotional. What I, I feel like I remember her, like, there's a lot of like, but captain, like, I don't know. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, she yeah. Was, like they made her, I feel like kind of negative. I'm not putting that on her, but I think she was kind of aggressive in that way. And like um, his number one, like that guy is always just like, He's just so sleazy, thick, just sleazy and like thick headed and just like a dumb, horny idiot, whatever. Um, Jordy Dana. is like a, a fuck boy. Yeah, like you a, said it. Yeah, Jordy's a fuck boy. I was going to be like, well, he's blind. So uh, that's <laughs> I guess that's the thing they made him. He's blind, but, but yeah. he also like sees better than everyone because he has that cool yeah. visor and he looks cool as shit. That visor he is, is cool. sick. I'm a big fan, but he does like kind of 
uh fuck around with people in lower ranks than him which is probably not cool and the way he like goes after women and gets mad is like really like buddy you're an incel you're kind of an incel oh god <laughs> now that's like... progressive having a black <laughs> incel in space i think that's like a pretty that's a nuanced <laughs> character design i like that but picard i feel like doesn't have it's like what are his flaws supposed to be like i don't really i think he this all comes back to the thing i said before i'm like i don't understand he's like too perfect for me he there's just nothing there isn't like a major flaw so like that becomes boring like in the same way that a lot of people be like superman's boring and people would argue against that but like from the outside looking in i get why you say that like if someone doesn't have a lot of flaws that's not a compelling character to look at. So that's oh, I my love Superman. Argument. He came from another place. He was raised by people in the woods of Pennsylvania or someplace. And nope, like not Superman, even I close. am Superman. Kansas. He's I... in the fields of Kansas. <laughs> and he's just better than everyone in his hometown. That's me, baby. That's <laughs> I'm Superman. I've always really related to him. He's a very compelling character. I bet he's hilarious. Yeah, Superman's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh but so that's that's my like that's i keep circling it and that's the last i'll bring it up but like that is the, my one thing with him i'm just like i need more there are so many more i've just watched different variations of this show and i'm just like this is i think probably universally considered like like the best version of the show probably I think right? so yeah yeah i think but it, i do he's think like one it of the favorite most, captains yeah it is the most boring version of the he's show, also probably pretty like classist you sure. can't tell because he's all like he will never go and hang out with anyone except for officers who all got sent right. to Starfleet Academy. Well, well there it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like he's yeah, he does not really give a shit. If like if you if you were like, I don't know, I struggle with classical music, he would look at you like, Oh, you're a fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it's authentic or actually conveys real human emotions. You'd be like, No, you're too stupid to be here. Go back to your lower <laughs> decks, you fucking ape. <laughs> Like, I didn't okay. know they let the pause on here. <laughs> I can't do his voice. Number one, get this <laughs> get these little rats get away this from me. bitch out of here. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have a scale for Capitan Bacar? Oh my god, I had a ten. I had a ten. I was all excited about, it, and I've completely spaced on it because I didn't write it down. What? I had like you know oh, one and like then an, an example. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you're gonna give him a ten. I was like, oh, that's great. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't wouldn't judge him harshly, but he's just like other than he's probably eats poor people for breakfast. Yeah, he probably is like who's who's the lowest ranked person in this. <laughs> like, if they if they ran out of resources on their ship, he would start by going lowest ranked, least useful. To like highest and then there's like that's who we're gonna eat like chop him up put him in the record <laughs> like that's what they're gonna do thank god we haven't lost anyone of value yet all right, right. i have a scale <laughs> i have a okay a one everything's good that's good right a one is you uh you were born to a space doctor you have a comfortable living growing up you like school you do well at school you get really good at science you get really good at engineering and math and then your parents can pay for you to go to starfleet academy so you get to go to starfleet academy and you thrive and then when you get to go to space you get ch chosen on the enterprise and you get to have you get to be like part of the adventures like life is cool captain picard will look you in the eyes he doesn't spit at you when you walk near him he doesn't throw you off the bridge he lets you hang out and even drive the ship once in a while it's like a decent hang right um 10 
is, you know, wait, am I doing this backwards? <laughs> God damn it. I don't even think we set it up. I, <laughs> like one I being think, good and 10 being bad. Well, yeah, just in case there are new listeners, you know, you know how we're, we're constantly growing as a podcast. We're bringing we're, up. We're powerful. We are, uh, we're ranking Captain Kirk, or, sorry, Captain Picard on a scale of shittiness, on a shittiness scale. One should be the lowest, as in not that bad, not that shitty. 10 should be the highest, and this person is hitler i guess uh we should do a hitler episode uh, i don't know if there's a lot on him uh but, i was like so, just railing about his art it's derivative right. <laughs> <laughs> terrible haircuts um so use i so that's one one so is like one. you get to you get the cool starfleet experience right yes. you don't uh a 10 would be you know, every time you start getting your life together, you suffer through tragedy, losing your parents at a bad time and then struggling, having to like raise your, you know, like your little brother. So you have to like go and work and you don't get time to go to school and you don't get time to advance your career. So you like end up on the side getting like a, a space HVAC license. And then you get like, you do get a job on the enterprise, but it's like the lowest ranked rung job on the enterprise. You know, anytime someone's running from one part of the ship to the other on the adventure, they like throw you aside as you're like working. And then they yell at you for not having the work done. And then every time like they, they get shot, you just like get burned immediately. It's like your face that always gets hit like i don't know something in the lower decks burned anyways let's go <laughs> next adventure and you're like just taking the brunt of it and then eventually they like your deck loses uh life support and they like don't think about it because it's just like not that important of a deck and you die frozen and floating in this room and it's like months later so they're like hey should we build like another holodeck to jerk off in and they go and like oh what is this god there's a frozen <laughs> guy here and that's like how you're found later on like that'd be like a 10. that's 10 okay yeah, I mean, like, like a prop to other people okay. or no ted would be the guy who has to come in and clean up the holodeck yeah, yeah that feels it. right like, god damn it i just uh, wanted i just Riker wanted to just see a different out galaxy. with his shirt off you're like <laughs> soldier you're like oh god damn it that's yeah holodeck cleaner is 100 of 10 that makes more sense i like that where is he on that scale for you you know it's like he is boring in classes but probably a three a He's like, I, I mean, he's like a good, he's genuinely a good leader. He's good to the people around him. And he really fights hard to not just blast an alien when he meets him. Sure. <laughs> if there's people like, around with him. With a taser like, or with Yo. his seat. Yeah. Yes. You know, because Riker is like, let me fuck him. And Worf is like, let me strangle him to death. And he's just like, guys, guys, we can talk first. And then right. later on. <laughs> That's not bad. Um. Yeah, I, I have a quick scale. I can do a quick one. Yeah. I'm going to start with 10. 10 being the worst, okay? 10 is holodeck is down. You're in deep space. You have to save. You just got out of a big battle. You lost some friends. And uh, holodeck is down to relax and, like, recharge. Um, like, everything is on, like, reserve power or whatever. So all you can do for entertainment is listen to Captain Picard like give an anecdote an anecdote about his vineyard his life back at home <laughs> in the vineyard he like makes everyone gather around and like really just regales them with the most boring stories possible it's like one ship event at a time right. that he runs and it's always classical music yep. or appreciating art or just something that does not relieve any of your stress and it's mandatory everybody has yeah. to go they're all Bro, locked in a room like, yeah. that's a 10 and a one is you get to 
travel the space with Captain Kirk. You get to travel throughout different galaxy, different galaxies, mm-hmm. see different planets, see different worlds with the best fucking Starfleet captain. Just of all blasted time. like pretty shit house the whole time. T. Kirk. Uh, everyone just wearing hot clothes. You're like, all the aliens look even more like humans, just right. like hot humans with like ear stuff or like really subtle features. You're like this is you get to go to fun. you get to go to like a foreign space sex planet with Captain Kirk and he's like, I know a guy I can get you a deal and you're like, God, this fucking Starfleet <laughs> shit is tight. That's a one, okay? Pretty good. It sounds pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, I think Picard is a on a shittiness scale. I think he is oh honestly a one. He doesn't because he fights. He doesn't like. There's no like genocide. There's no like accidental like planet destroying i don't think on his part i'm sure it happens during the season but i don't think he or during the series i don't think he does a lot of it and like he does fight like he is like trying for peace first and understanding and all this stuff and embodies so like i just i don't think he does enough wrong um he doesn't i've never seen him grab a woman by the wrists on the show you know what i mean i can't say that for every other guy is kirk Kirk doing that a lot i think kirk might grab a wrist or two i'm sure Riker or whatever does so what's her face from voyager does it all the time she's terrible to women so i i'm gonna give him a one this might be our first ever one on this program honestly but i think that's where i think that's where i stand is so i mean the 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 question of is he redeemable to me there's that's not even a question he's doing fine he's annoying the only thing that would be better is if he learned to tell a better story you know like if he if he stopped talking at people and started you know like having a conversation sure that'd be better but other than that i think he's good maybe he could get like a real vice like a fun vice you know maybe he like gets into pot just like a little bit of pot here and there i'm sure he would do it in a way that's like obnoxious and would bore most potheads but like it would still be nice if he was just like once a year, I have my joint on my birthday, and I fucking sit back and listen to a little bit of Grateful Dead, and then that's it. Yeah, let's get right. Picard on that funky junkie. I like that. Yeah. Loosen him up a little bit. <laughs> it's good for his joints. I'm uh, down. Albert, where can people find you uh, in the ether? Well, I'll be showing up at your local business, fixing your AC starting this week, but you can find Twitter. me on the internet at Hot Young Albert on Twitter or Instagram um yeah and uh doing some shows around new york i'm gonna hopefully be putting up some uh, road dates for the fall coming up soon uh that i'm excited about and then thank god get them out of here yeah and for you're, me, baby <laughs> you're, you're just fine <laughs> um ben bienamin square where can people find you uh at shack katzner on twitter google me see what i'm up to you know what it is uh but also you know Got a book coming out October 26th, and if you want to pre-order it, it's called Hello, My Name is Poop, and you can get it anywhere. Just Google that. You'll find where you can get it. It's going to be great. Big things. Big poops. Let's do it. Suck that's my, my toes. Uh, that's my opening line at parties when I meet girls. Hello, my name is Poop. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be someone who's into that. Just so you know. <laughs> and they're like, ah, I this backfired. So I got to go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Well, see you next week, you sick little piggies. <laughs> Wow.